Hello, and thank you for joining the IPG Media Lab up here on Floor 9. I am Scott Elcheson, and join with me as always is Mr. Angel Mendoza. Hello, world, but also not for the last couple podcasts. That's true. We've like missed I'm you. Getting back into the groove. Uh, yeah. I, well, like I said, it, what better way to bring you back on than uh, with a partnership episode? So very excited to have you back, Angel. As on this episode, one might say, my number two. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so this week, we'll be discussing Last Mile Delivery Partners. Uh, it's actually a great segue from our most recent episode about food, as we seem that we're just not able to get away from food. Whether it's walking or being brought to our door, food is just surrounding us. So like I said, in this episode, we'll, we'll be talking about the different last mile delivery partners that you may or may not have heard of. And again, these startups really are looking to solve how food packages and other items are getting to your doorstep. So just to really start off here, Angel, um, you know, what is last mile delivery? You know, and why is, it, why is this a problem that needs, needs solving? All right. According to what you have down here, according to Wikipedia, last mile is a term used in supply chain management and transportation, planning to describe the movement of people and goods from transportation hub to a final destination in the home. And on top of that, the reason why this episode is so important or this topic so important is, according to a McKinsey report last year, they envision that 78% of all items will be delivered by autonomous vehicles and drones. 20% will be delivered through traditional delivery and 2% by bike couriers. That's fascinating. It's it's hard to picture that right now, today, just knowing that you know there are a lot of challenges to get there. However, last mile delivery is really the most expensive and most time-consuming part of the entire shipping process. So from Business Insider, uh, last mile delivery costs take up the largest share of delivery for a whopping 53%, which is kind of crazy to think about. You want to know what's even crazier? Yes. So I did a little research this morning, and according to a recent Logistic Viewpoint report, 50% of millennials want faster than two-day deliveries or shipping. Well, yeah, and I want it now. Exactly, which is not so. Everybody wants it now because Amazon has really defined what is acceptable for shipping. And I think everybody now is playing catch up, uh, but they're realizing there are a few barriers in getting there with just classic human delivery in a sense. And for that stat, that 53%, was that two-day shipping or was that hour shipping, same-day shipping? That's just in general. Just so, in general? Yeah, so yeah, just in general, it's saying that in order to get you like, like your product to the doorstep from wherever it's coming from, warehouse, grocery store, food, food restaurant, whatever it might be, um, that is just the largest portion, which is, again, kind of crazy to think about. Want it now, you're right. Everybody wants it now. But I want to take a look at what are some of the challenges that these startups are facing. So focusing on autonomous vehicles for delivery, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot. For me, it's one of the big things that isn't really mentioned in stories or in the media is navigating at night. The other is theft. They're not that big. Starship Technologies, Marbles, they're size of somebody's like chest, I guess, right, more or less. If it's not attended, it could easily be be thrown in the back of a van, and there there it goes. Well, it's hopefully it's heavy. So hopefully it, it's it is in a sense. And this might just sound very trivial, but it's heavy enough where I assume he's not not going to want to pick it up. But of course, these guys have all these sensors that are built into it. So if anybody wants to steal it, 
I mean, they know where it's going. Uh, it's and, as heavy as a motorcycle. People still steal motorcycles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's no. <laughs> you still have to hack into it. Yeah. But I, I would, I would assume that it, that 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 is a much harder uh, thing to do than to just steal a you know a motorcycle by hot wiring it, as these products have very very tight security around them because, like you said, uh, they pretty much are autonomous vehicles, and yep. that and that becomes one of the biggest challenges that we're just seeing with normal autonomous vehicles is the security around them. And so if that isn't up to par, then there's no, you know, it, that like that, that'll just be a, like a big, a, a big issue. Yeah. And on top of that, for more dense or for cities, like the regulations, you have bicyclists, yep. cars, scooters, and now you're going to throw in at times delivery vehicles. Yeah. So yeah, you have to understand kind of you know, what those regulations are, like the flow of traffic, but even, you know, mapping sidewalks, like normal, normal autonomous vehicles today are mapping the actual roads that are out there. Uh, but nobody has really mapped sidewalks and door entries and like actual the doors to a building or apartment building because that's how I would say um, that's how focused you have to be with these delivery. Like you have to deliver it to the doorstep of an apartment building or whatever it might be. Uh, so that, that's a whole new challenge is to actually go out there and map the sidewalks uh, and not just the... No, um, you bring up a good point with the doorways. Most retailers actually receive shipment from a different entrance than their actual entrance for consumers. Right. And even the food challenges, again, a lot of these are looking at delivering food first. And I've been thinking about this. It seems like food is just an easy entry point because that is what people are ordering the most to their home. So if you're going to be delivering something, you may as well start with what is ordered uh, the most. And right now, today, um, while this is in progress, most of these robots don't have cold storage or warm storage. They're just using like large ice packs to keep food cold and hot food. It's kind of just in like a traditional like pizza box with a foil in it. So obviously like that's still in development, but today you got to keep the food cold and you got to keep the food warm somehow. But luckily it's only going, you know, not that far since, hence last mile delivery, like less than two miles. Exactly. And one that you didn't bring up is actually having those products hot and cold at the same time so right ordering pizza and a soda that's true how do you separate that the, the like those into separate compartments or whatever it might be so those are just some like some logistical challenges that we're like we're looking at as well as um you know more hardware specific challenges with these uh devices but one thing people might ask is what can these autonomous delivery robots do better than human delivery today like what is the advantage of the autonomous delivery robots? First thing that hits me is the cost efficiency. You're not going to see it today, but long term, eventually these autonomous last mile vehicles will connect to warehouse or restaurant autonomous machines. And at the end of the day, information will just be passed through seamlessly. Right. People are expensive. That was actually the first thing I had on my list as well. But also I was thinking about this further is delivery today when it comes to food Unless it is, you know, like late night seamless orders, uh, they have windows that it can be dropped off of. So like from maybe whether it's grocery or even traditional packages, uh, there are windows that those packages don't get delivered in anymore. Mm -hmm. So with the advent of autonomous delivery and all these, uh, you know, companies out there that are working on this, in a sense, 24-7 delivery might be a thing now where you no longer have to, you know, flex your schedule to a delivery window instead these robots will be delivered whenever you are available because they're robots and they don't need to sleep. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. Last time I ordered on Jet.com, for some of the products I ordered, they actually sent me a notification to determine what time window that I want 
this specific item or items to be delivered to me too, which is super interesting. Yeah, it's nice, but still it's hard to, you never know what happens in life. I know it, it's, it's one of those, especially living in a city, you're like, you're busy, you're always going to think, think things change all the time. So it's easier to know when I'm home, Hey, come now within this time frame, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, that way you don't, you don't have to plan your, your life around, you know, when your next package is going to be there or when your food's going to arrive. Um, but the one thing I wanted to call out here is that today, um, we have to kind of take a look at where the limitations of these robots are. And if you're looking at, like, at an apartment building, they can't navigate an apartment building. Like today, a human can actually come in all the way up to like go, go through the elevator and then drop off your food at your actual doorstep. These robots will probably make it to the front door and then you have to come down and get it. Um, but I think there are some robots that are going to be working in tandem uh, to make this a full a full kind of ecosystem where like apartment buildings and hotels uh, will actually have uh, in a sense a robot that can navigate the inside of the building and then bring that up to uh, your room so that way you don't have to get out uh, off, off your couch uh, the robot is called uh, Savorsky right now or Sav- S-A-V-I-O-K is the one robot that's currently working in hospitality to make that happen. Yeah. I think hotels are low-hanging fruit. When it comes to apartments, I wish... I don't know who's delivering your your packages, but (laughs) they never make it up to my apartment. And I'm on a five-floor walk-up. They have trouble even getting through the front door because of the the um, password that they need to put in for, um, the, for the door. So that that's a challenge. But I feel like that's going to... That's a different conversation because with the... Um, expansion of IoT devices. Like I feel like that will make things more seamless for humans, but also robots in the future. I agree. But with that, let's dive straight into our partner showcase today. Uh, so we have four delivery partners that, as I said, you may not have heard of, uh, and we'll start with Starship Technologies. So a little background on Starship Technologies. Uh, They have created a self-driving robot that's designed to deliver food, parcels, and groceries, uh, again, to solve the last mile delivery. Uh, Their robot is equipped with cameras and other sensors uh, that that help these personal delivery robots uh, drive autonomously 99% of the time. Um, And Starship Technologies, to note, is really reliant on computer vision. Uh, That is how they are approaching this uh, autonomous vehicle delivery task. Uh, And uh, today, they have the capability to carry about 20 pounds or three shopping bags worth of items, uh, and they have already partnered with DoorDash and Postmates to help improve last mile delivery. So they're currently running uh, beta tests out there. Um, and also, they have just raised seed funding of $17.2 million led by Daimler AMG, which I thought was kind of interesting. Also, I believe their founders came from Skype, if I remember correctly. You are correct. Indeed. Um, so why do we, why do we like these guys, Angel? I'll start, I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll hand that question over to you to start. One is that they're actually doing test pilots today, which is huge. And they're doing it in different areas, urban areas, uh, suburban areas. And to add to that, not, not only are they doing test pilots today, their product design is incredible. You know, when we come to, uh, looking across all these startups, I'll just say now we haven't seen or Physically, we're able to analyze their AV tech. So we're going to leave that out of our um, analysis. But um, they have great product design. 
And what's also interesting is that like it really comes in a fleet model. So you are able to have multiple of these little robots kind of run around and, you know, help deliver food and, you know, get more data from like a test pilot. And that's what they're currently testing today on Intuit's campus is uh, they have partnered with them to deliver lunch in a sense to all like all their coworkers around the Intuit campus. So it seems like that's going pretty well. And now employees can, you know, get some quality food without having to actually walk to the uh, the kitchen that's across campus. Yeah, to your point, it's great. It's very photogenic to a sense. Yes. And it does its own marketing when you see it on the street. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes uh, for everybody to kind of take a look at the, the product design because you'll, you'll fall in love with it. It's great. Um, next up is Marble. Angel, you want to give some background on, on Marble here? Yeah. So it is a last mile autonomous delivery robot. They have built a modular robot that specializes in delivering groceries, meals, and medicine. The payload is safely locked into the robot's storage unit during transportation and then can be unlocked with a security code once it reaches the consumer via SMS. Marble has partnered with Yelp Eat24 and is currently running tests in San Francisco and Arlington, Texas. And again, these guys are pretty similar to what Starship is doing. Uh, Notably, they are more focused on LiDAR. Uh, So I think the one advantage here is that uh, apparently LiDAR is better at night camera vision is better for the daytime um but again we haven't tested it so we'll leave it at that but again these guys have raised excuse me raised uh, a series a for 10 million and uh, some of the lead investors were uh 10 cent so interesting to see some um foreign investment uh into these guys also alibaba started their own thing they recently announced their autonomous delivery robot that uses lidar to create 3d maps and they're testing it at their headquarters or in their headquarters. Which is good because that's a well-lit environment. So LiDAR makes plenty of sense, even though it does see better at night. But yep. again, great great place to test. That, and apparently it can go up to 9.3 miles per hour. Oh, that's quick. It is very quick. I think scooting around. It's called the G Plus if you want to look it up, but we'll throw this article in the show notes. Yeah, and so are they just delivering packages within their warehouse? Or like, what are they getting like like delivered to is this kind of part of like the overall supply chain like what's the point of this thing similar to marble and what they're doing into it they are depositing packages to their workers or customers that can walk up and just enter a pin code instead of uh, using sms yeah so it's kind of a, a an in-house local test for like the mailroom delivery exactly they must have a huge campus yeah <laughs> uh, in order to do something like that well that's fascinating but i could see that again you know like one step further alibaba is big into like the the grocery scene they just rolled out their new uh hema that grocery store that is fully automated from head to toe and the uh the g plus excuse me can easily just become part of that service of delivering groceries from the store so that makes a lot of sense but with marble I think I believe they're taking the modular approach versus Starship is just that set compartment. Right. Yep, exactly. So uh, there's some more flexibility in Marble's design when it comes to what's able to be actually delivered and stored into like their compartment. But again, we'll see how it kind of works out between the two of them from a, in a sense, all-in-one hardware and software integration to maybe a more modular design uh, that can kind of be related back to the Apple versus Android ecosystem. So we'll see what makes the most sense. We'll move now into some last mile delivery partners that are focused more on the grocery delivery for suburban areas. And these two companies are really focused on, I would say, the the two mile and less, whereas Marble and Starship are probably 
a mile, half a mile or less delivery, uh, you know, a, a much closer proximity. Not to say that they can't do that, but these next two companies, again, are really focused on, I think, that suburban market and what they're looking to do. So first up is a company called Robomart. Uh, and a little background on Robomart. Uh, they are focusing specifically on grocery deli- like grocery store delivery. Uh, so they have built a fully autonomous vehicle that's outfitted specifically for grocery delivery. Inside the autonomous vehicle, uh, it is totally outfitted with shelves similar to a produce aisle that you would find in a traditional grocery store. Uh, so you- users are able to summon this store on wheels, in a sense, using the Robomart app, uh, very similar to the, how the Uber app would work. Uh, and once it arrives, you can actually pick out your different fruits, vegetables, food, whatever you would actually like to have that day. Um, so this is really taking a look at how to bring the, the grocery store to the consumer's doorstep so they don't have to actually go there. Pretty interesting. And they're actually today currently running beta tests in Santa Clara and Alameda, California. Yeah. And on top of that, it's providing a variety. So all different types of vegetables, whereas with Marble and Starship and their test pilots are running, it's something you order specifically and brings to your door. Whereas this, it could be I could get a notification that it's coming in my area or it is in my area. And I, once it's closer to me, I can retrieve and purchase different types of fruit. I'd say it also solves the age-old problem of people like to pick out their fruits and vegetables by hand. Uh, so I can see why that's the one category that they started with first. Uh, but again, this is a fully autonomous vehicle. Uh, it's following the same kind of guidelines and regulations that you would see with a Waymo um, or any sort of Project Titan, whatever's out, the, out there now, except this is solely focused on uh, grocery delivery. Um, so again, very interesting to see how that works. Yeah, and I can see this concept easily being transferred to other categories, such as CPG, pharma to a degree. Yeah, I think, and I I think that's where it wants to go. Notably, we saw at CES this year, the Toyota Mm ePallet. This is exactly what the Toyota ePallet is, but now it's actually doing tests. So this idea of bringing stores on demand to you and each one is custom outfitted for a certain task or food or whatever it might be. And I believe the ePallet, though, is much larger. It is much larger. It could fit an actual person. Yes, yeah, but... Same concept. Yep. Same concept. And last here, and this is actually the most well-funded of the four, is a company called Nero. Uh, they have raised a Series A of $92 million from Greylock, uh, led that investment. Uh, and again, they are looking to build an autonomous vehicle for the purpose of delivering food and other packages, again, in the more suburban areas. Uh, what's notable for Nero uh, is that they have two temperature-controlled compartments built into the vehicle. Uh, so one can be cold, one can be hot, both can be cold, both can be hot, uh, both can be room temperature, whatever it, it might be. Uh, however, today they have partnered with Kroger to actually test out the delivery of autonomous groceries um, and excited to see how that test pilot actually rolls out. But again, this is a fully self-contained level five autonomous vehicle, similar to Robomart, uh, that is specializing in delivering groceries to your doorstep. And you solve that good old problem of pizza and soda. Pizza and soda. See, here it is. Um, so again, Nero, they use both computer vision um, and LiDAR. Uh, they're really focused on large format, as we mentioned. Uh, and uh, what's interesting by them is really, I think, they're the team that's developing the actual product here is that it's by uh, ex-Googlers that were from the Waymo team are the founding members. So uh, they are bringing with them a lot of experience in the self-driving and autonomous vehicle um, yeah. market. There's a lot of money being thrown into this 
area or sector. So it's really hard to evaluate a lot of these companies, apples to apples. Mm -hmm. But what's nice is that, and we spoke about this today, is that they're finding their niche, which is making it more easy to, I guess, put together a criteria to evaluate them. Yes. And with that criteria, uh, that makes it easier for us to evaluate and then, of course, match these back to client business challenges where we think they could align with certain you know needs, whatever it might be. So when we look at the brand opportunities here, all four of the companies that we mentioned are currently doing beta tests and are looking for partners to help them test. So if you are a brand that is looking to get into the autonomous delivery space, see how it could augment you, like your supply chain, feel free to reach out to us and we're happy to make those introductions to uh, the different teams here and see where there's uh, actual alignment. Yeah. And on top of that, for, for a brand takeaway from my point of view, the transformation to leverage these technologies isn't as hard as it may seem. There are partners out there, and this could be another episode that we could talk about. There are API-specific partners that help legacy infrastructure for established brands connect to these last-mile delivery partners seamlessly. So it makes that offering a lot easier to integrate. Absolutely. So we're here to help. And that is a wrap of another partnerships episode focused on last-mile delivery. If you like what you hear and look for more great content, please check out our website, ipglab.com. Uh, from there, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter. It's fantastic. I'm a big advocate of it. I love it. You can check us out on our social channels. Twitter and Instagram are at ipglab. Give us some claps on Medium. And if you love it, if you like it, share with your friends. Give us an iTunes review. Whatever you can do, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you. And we'll be back soon. <laughs>